Chapter Two of the Life of Kit Carson by Edward S. Ellis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. California, one of the most magnificent regions of the earth, with its amazing mineral wealth, its rich soil, and glorious climate, has its belts of sterility and desolation, where the bones of many a traveler and animal lie bleaching in the sun just as they fell years ago, when the wretched victims sank down and perished for want of food and water. The hunting party to which Carson was attached numbered eighteen, and they entered one of those forbidding wastes where they suffered intensely. All their skill in the use of the rifle was of no avail, when there was no game to shoot, and it was not long before they were forced to live on horse-flesh to escape starvation. This, however, was not so trying as might be supposed, provided it did not last until the entire party were dismounted. Fortunately, in their straits, they encountered a party of Mojave Indians, who sold them enough food to remove all danger. These Indians form a part of the Yuma Nation of the Pima family, and now make their home on the Mojave and Colorado rivers in Arizona. They are tall, well-formed, warlike and industrious cultivators of the soil had they chosen to attack the hunters it would have gone ill with the whites but the latter showed commendable prudence which might have served as a model to the hundreds who came after them when they gained the good will of the red men extricating themselves from the dangerous stretch of country the trappers turned westward until they reached the mission of san gabriel one of those extensive establishments formed by the roman catholic clergy a hundred years ago there were over a score san diego being the oldest each mission had its priests a few spanish or mexican soldiers and scores hundreds and sometimes thousands of indian converts who received a scant support and some religious instruction the mission of san gabriel was by no means the largest in california and yet at the time of Carson's visit it owned seventy thousand head of cattle, two hundred horses, three thousand mares, hundreds of mules, oxen, and sheep, while the vineyards produced six hundred barrels of wine every year. Those old sovereigns of the soil dispensed hospitality without stint to all who knocked at their gates. When the trappers caught sight of the mission, as they rode out from the wilderness, they knew what awaited them in the way of entertainment. They were treated right royally, but remained only one day. Not far away they reached another mission of less extent than the former, but without halt they pressed steadily forward toward the Sacramento River. The character of the section changed altogether. It was exceedingly fertile, and game was so abundant that they feasted to their heart's content. When fully rested, they proceeded to the San Joaquin River, down which they began trapping. While thus employed, they were surprised to discover signs of another trapping party near them. They wondered where they came from, and it did not take them long to learn that their neighbors were a company of trappers belonging to the Hudson Bay Company, that enormous corporation founded two centuries before, whose agents and employees tramp over British America, far to the northward of the frozen circle, and until a recent date hunted through oregon the two parties were rivals in business but they showed excellent sense by meeting on good terms and treating each other as friends 
They trapped near each other until they came to the Sacramento once more, when they parted company. The Hudson Bay trappers started for the Columbia River, while the one to which Carson was attached went into a camp where they were for the rest of the summer. With the approach of warm weather, the trapping season ended, and they devoted themselves to hunting and making ready for cold weather. It will be borne in mind that Kit Carson was still a youth, not having reached his majority. He was of short, compact stature, no more than five feet six inches tall, with light brown hair, gray eyes, large head, high forehead, broad shoulders, full chest, strong, and possessing remarkable activity. Even at that early age, he had impressed the veteran hunters and trappers around him as one possessing such remarkable abilities, that, if his life was spared, he was certain to become a man of mark. If we should attempt to specify the particular excellencies in which he surpassed those around him, it would be said that, while Carson was one of the most fearless men who lived, yet he possessed splendid judgment. He seemed to know instinctively what could be accomplished by himself and friends in positions of extreme peril, and he saw on the moment precisely how to do that which often was impossible to others. His knowledge of woodcraft and the peculiarities of the savage tribes around him was as perfect as it could be. He was a matchless hunter, and no man could handle a rifle with greater skill. The wilderness, the mountains, the Indians, the wild animals, these constituted the sphere in which nature intended Kit Carson should move and serve his fellow men as no one before or after him has done. Added to these extraordinary qualifications was the crowning one of all, modesty. Alas, how often transcendent merit is made repelling by overweening conceit. Kit Carson would have given his life before he would have traveled through the eastern cities, with his long hair dangling about his shoulders, his clothing bristling with pistols and knives, while he strutted on the mimic stage as a representative of the untamed civilization of the great West. Carson was a superior hunter when a boy in Missouri, and the experience gained among the experienced hunters and trappers soon caused him to become noted by those who had fought red men, trapped beaver, and shot grizzly bears before he was born. And yet it could not have been that alone. It must have been his superior mental capacity which caused those heroes of a hundred perils to turn instinctively to him for counsel and guidance in situations of extreme peril. Among them all was no one with such masterful resources in that respect as he. While the trappers were encamped at this place, a messenger visited from the mission of San Rafael, with a request that they would help chastise a party of Indians, who, after committing some outrages at the mission, had fled to an Indian village. When a demand was made for the surrender of the refugees, the villagers not only refused to give them up, but attacked the party and drove them off. Appreciating the importance of upholding their authority, the priest sent to the trappers for assistance in bringing the guilty ones and their friends to terms. As soon as the request was made known, Carson and eleven of his companions volunteered to help their visitors. Thus reinforced, the company from the mission set out again for the Indian village. Nothing can attest more strongly the skill and bravery of Kit Carson than the fact that he was at once selected to lead the party on its dangerous errand. 
while he was as modest as a woman and with a voice as gentle and persuasive he could not be ignorant of his own capacities and he assumed charge without any pretense of unfitness it is easy to understand the great care required in this expedition for the warriors in the village having beaten off their assailants naturally looked for their return with reinforcements and in order to ensure success it was necessary that the attack should be a surprise having brought his men quite close to the village unperceived kit gave the signal and the whole company swept through the place like a cyclone there were a few minutes of terrific fighting during which a score of warriors were killed and then the entire village was captured carson as the leader of the assailants demanded the surrender of the offenders against the mission not daring to disobey such summons they were delivered up to the authorities and carson seeing nothing more to do for his friends returned with his companions to camp and resumed hunting and their preparations for cold weather End of chapter 2